0: Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name's David Reed, and this man here is Merrick Larwood. Hello, Merrick. Yes, as you can tell by my voice, I am a
1: man, and a powerful man, <laughs> and I have, have come to do this podcast to talk about films. But if you cross me, by my word, I will track you down. First of all, be the small things you notice, that your milk tastes sour. It's got pissing. <laughs> then your toothpaste tastes wrong. It's got (laughs) pissing. Then your hair is frizzy in the morning. It's got pissing. Then your pillow is the wrong shape. It's got pissing. What do you drink to uh, give your bladder such large capacity? Well, I have to start drinking a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it must take a lot of work. Apologies to new listeners. What's (laughs) happening is we're we're almost on episode 200 (laughs) And in a, in an effort to make these introductions more interesting, yeah, we've gone. I've, I feel like I've gone a bit stir crazy. It's that's the quite heat, all right. It's but the
0: coffee and the heat. It's coffee and heat, as they say. That old saying, coffee and heat. Buddy, the dog is uh, asleep next to Merrick. There, he's asleep on my shirt. Oh, that's nice. Well, I'm not wearing. I'm wearing a t-shirt. I'm not topless. Sure, but I have got
1: no pants and trousers on. Hooray! Guess what? What? I didn't go to cinema this week. Neither did I. I watched um, a couple of weeks ago. You may remember we played the IMDb game, which you can't play at home. Let me re explain the rules for people who don't understand what okay, the IMDb, IMDb game is. IMDb is the internet movie database. One of the. Great fit along with Rotten Tomatoes, one of the great film websites. I remember
0: when it was a sort of niche find that only real movie fans knew about IMDB, sort of in the early nineties or the late nineties, whenever it was. And now now it's ubiquitous, isn't it? It's everywhere. People use it as they're like casting things, Absolutely, don't they? Absolutely they do. You've uh, you get everything on there. Um, What's how does the game work, please? So uh, on IMDb they have a thing called the Top 250. Which how do you find that? You uh, you can just go to IMDb and go to Top 250. It's down the bottom, right at the, the, the bottom of there. the thing, yeah. And it's there. Uh, because you can rate films, if you sign into IMDb, you can rate films out of 10, and they have their top 250 films of all time on their entire database. And we've played a game where starting at number one, you count down the top 250 until you get to a film you have not seen. And that is your score on uh, seeing the most popularist films. And I think I'm still on number six, uh, a score of six, because I've not seen 12 Angry Men. And what were you on? You did quite well. I
1: fell. I think I... Uh, it was a lot of the Chaplin ones. I've seen Modern Times, but I hadn't seen City Life, City Lights, is, City Lights. Sorry, beg your pardon. Yeah, and another Chaplin one as well. But further down the list, yes, um, I decided to that we had things like M and Pass of Glory I hadn't seen, so I decided to watch M. Now M is I found this on YouTube. I'm not sure it was made in 1931. Right. So I think. And please let me know, or please do not take me to court if, if this is wrong. <laughs> I think it's free from... Is it the 75-year copyright rule? I'm not sure how I it don't works. know
0: the rules on that.
1: Or is it 75 years after someone, is, the last person involved has died? I'm not sure. Anyway, I'll put the link on Facebook. It won't be me. Someone will accidentally
0: put it on Facebook. If someone corrects you, we can take it down, can't we? Anyway, yeah, if that, we're wrong.
1: Right. But you can watch the whole thing in... HD uh, a remaster thing, which is if you select on YouTube, if you select the whirling circle, you can uh, one of the sort of the, um, not the circle, the sort of cog thing. Oh yeah, you can adjust your the quality of the footage. So normally it's preset to that like 360p. Yeah, which is half of standard definition, or even 240. Or yeah, standard definition TV is 720, yeah. which is good. HD is 1080. Mm. This film you can watch 720 so um, I watch this film uh, so this is made in 1931 what's it about? it is about a place in Germany and there has been a spate of child killings Uh-oh. and the murderer is on the loose and it's led to the police really cracking down on every, what, the whole of society to the extent that the criminal fraternity can no longer conduct their business properly So they decide, as well as the police in their own separate world, to try and crack down the murderer... I like that. ...using their criminal contacts and the underground network. Okay. This is a... I really heartily recommend watching this film. It's... I had an idea... You know you have preconceptions about Germany. In my head, I had this sort of 1930s Germany as this... Uh, in this sort of weird depression era, I always say, at night, everyone's poor and quite backward because of the uh, the war. It was really before Hitler when Hitler coming out? 33, thirty
0: three, thirty four. Yeah, it's fairly uh, close to the beginning of the war, really. I yeah. Think.
1: But what's amazing is just how uh, my ideas of of G- Germany through the war footage. You watch this on film; it's been restored. Yeah. It's in standard definition, of seven twenty. The black and white shots are so beautiful. There's so many iconic shots. It looks clear. The acting isn't. It's a bit sort of. Uh, hammy at times. Mm. But it feels really modern. The whole thing feels as if. I, I, it made me re evaluate my idea of the 1930s.
0: Mm. That's interesting.
1: The murderer. The spoiler, it's boy is not really spoiling, like You see me on. is Peter Laurie, who's a famous. Uh, Peter uh, Laurie. Yeah, he went over. But he's in. Ju- I mean, he was. Uh, he fled Germany after this because he was worried about a, a prosecution for the Nazis the Nazis banned this film when they came into power in 1933 I think it is yeah when they, it was banned and didn't get seen for years and years after and for his video release was at uh, I can't remember people didn't see it until 1966 Um it was made by Fritz Lang. It was; these are all sort of bits. It was filmed in only six weeks. What's weird about some bits of it go silent? And I thought this is weird. Is it just the quality of the thing? But apparently, they only filmed two thirds of it with sound. <laughs> wow! But, but intentionally, or they just don't know. got not to what that's, it, or what? that's what happened. But oh, I says here on the that they, the, the license fees for sound were quite prohibitive, so it was to keep costs down, and that the director liked the eerie sound of it. Um, it's just. Got some of the creep. I mean, the, you would never think there'd be a film about a child murderer in the 1930s. Mm. It's so dark; it feels like a modern sort of yeah, yeah. What is Hannibal a sort, type film? Yeah, or a TV drama like Red Riding or something. Yeah, and it and the murderer is in some ways the sort of hero of the piece. So it, can, it, it contradicts all that theory that I had that you know that Hannibal was one of the first murder. You know, psychopaths that changed the way people yeah, think about yeah, the bad yeah. guy. This is Peter Lorre doing it back in 1931. Yeah. And there's famous speeches in it. I mean, it, is, it hasn't got the cuts and the quickness of m- modern films, but it's 85 years old. It's amazing when you watch this and you think, well, a lot of the actors in this, I mean, loads of them must have died in a, in, in, when the Nazi party got in, you know. Yeah. Loads of them must have been killed in the war. No one in this film is probably alive now, even the kids in it, you know, yeah, yeah, that well, it might, it might be a few of the kids alive. It's got some of the spookiest things in it, and and the shots artistically, the way they're framed and the movement, it might it, it's this it, 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 it reminds me a bit of um, what's his name? My memory's so bad. Who? he did? But uh, he did pass of glory and everything. You know, when uh, uh, there's. Uh, it reminds me of a lot of modern directors, really obvious ones. Um, but I would heartily recommend watching this film as a way it would change your perception of black and white films and how that it, it, it seems that uh, maybe ideas are dated rather than films dated. Interesting. Uh, it's free on YouTube. You can watch it, I think. So if you've got it's, an hour and 50 minutes and you fancy watching... Uh, a bit of film history, uh, watch this, and the, the makeup of the, of the shots is quite brilliant, at some points.
0: Uh, you were thinking of Stanley Kubrick, were yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Passing Glory. Um, it's interesting, last week I talked about, uh, Jodorowsky's Dune, and, uh, they talked in that, about how, this guy had a genuine vision, uh, that scared Hollywood, because they didn't know what it was. It was a French film, with just incredible scope of imagination, and, that isn't what Hollywood does. Hollywood does, and you know, it's a cliche from the pitchings, but it, it is genuinely true. They go, what two films is it like? And that is, and if it isn't like two films, and you can't describe it in that way, it won't get made. And so that's why they, they, they you know, it's a sort of creative creative stagnation. Or it's a rare occurrence when something wonderful and new actually does come out of that country mm. for that for that very reason. You know?
1: there are great moments. I mean, that's that sh- the shot we've always seen of you know of looking down a, a set of staircases. Yes. You know, you know, inside a building, when you see you look down a set of spiral staircases. Yeah. Yeah. That is in this film and I'd be really intrigued as to whether this was one of the first instances yeah, yeah, yeah. of this using this powerful shot of the mothers waiting for her daughter to come back home from school and it is a it is a mate and I thought, I'm sure it's the first it's a load I'm, this is spoilers here but it's 85 years old it's shots of like the of the empty staircase close up to the empty staircase just still shots yeah St- shots of like the swings still shots of the ball she was playing with rolling down yeah there's one brilliant moment which is, it's got to be one of the famous film shots of the girl um who's you know about to get done over is reading uh the, the a, a a um a billboard saying reward offered for the child murderer And you see a shadow of her. You know it's her because the shadow appears on the billboard and you know she's reading it. And then Peter Laurie's shadow appears next to her looking down at her. Wonderful. Great. It's got some... It's just, you know, it's too long and it, it loses its pace and is slow in some points. But this is a different age of filmmaking and it feels really modern. So I encourage any film lovers to at least get... Number seventy-one, I think, it is or number seventy-five in the IMDb top two hundred and fifty. And watch—I give it eight merits. So I think it's not—that's uh, a—that's a, that's a maybe. Uh, maybe I'm being harsh of it but I think it was really. I really thought it was fascinating to watch in terms of uh, a slice of a different lo- life and history and filmmaking.
0: That's yeah. No, that sounds very interesting. I mean, because it is such a different era as well, isn't it? You know, pre-war is is. Li- it's quite literally a different time. I don't. You it know, doesn't sort of feel li- that. It yeah, feels yeah. like the
1: you know war footage we see is so dated and so yeah. the film is because the films um, sort of not isn't it not decomposed, is that the we know aged. aged. Yeah. We think it's old because mm. of the because the the format has aged. Whereas when you see like when you see old footage of London when they put
0: made it into color. It suddenly looks really odd. Because of course, we're, we're yeah, it wouldn't to... have looked like that when they watched it in that era. Of yeah, course, it yeah. would have looked, uh, you know, crystal clear. Um, you weren't here when we, uh, when Dan Tetzel brought in Baron Munchausen, the actual original one that was made in Germany with Nazi Party funding during the war. They actually made it during the war, and it's it's absolutely fascinating how how weirdly liberal uh, the philosophy of the movie is, and yet Joseph. I think Goebbels is listed as an executive producer. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely crazy, crazy. Um, I, I, yeah, that sounds that sounds great. M, track it down. Um, I'll put it. I'll put it on the Facebook page. Great, great. Now, do we have any letters? Yes,
1: letters. If you want to write in, mm. it's easy to do. Just get your computer
0: and follow this. Do. What do you think of that? What do you think
1: of that for a rhyme?
0: It it nearly worked, didn't it? I didn't really understand
1: what was happening. Tap on your keys and write us a letter. The more concise and the shorter,
0: the better. That's good. That's a good one. Uh, You can email dearfilmfandango at gmail.com and then we can uh, read your email out on the podcast as we're about to do here. Um, Who who has has contacted us? Ben Perrins. (laughs) Why do
1: you say it like that? He has. Said no real accent, so South African will suffice. South Africa. You can
0: read it if you like. You can do it. All right, I'll do it. Here he it is for you to read. Thank you. This is from Ben Perrins. Dear American David, I've been listening for a few months and have worked my way through the back catalogue. The podcast is great and has introduced me to loads of great films, so thanks. I saw The Look of Silence released in 2014. By Joshua Oppenheimer the other day. I suppose it's the sister film to the act of killing. It's incredible. This film is from the perspective of a family who were victims of the genocide. The main subject is Addy along with his parents. who Whose brother Ramley died two years before he was born. Addy meets the people who commissioned and executed the killings. It's so incredible and astounding that you have to watch it to understand. Much like the act of killing really. So please watch it. I'm a recent university graduate with what feels like a degree in being unemployable, so I can't donate yet. But I will one day. Thank you, Ben. I know this is a, is long, so there's no need to read it out. <laughs> Just in case, though, I'm from the Midlands, a village. No, it's all right. I don't need to read that. From Ben Perrins, 22 and a half years old. I hope you get a job soon, Ben. Yes. Not for your own sake, but so you can
1: give us some money. You can give us some money and stop being such a drain upon society. No one likes students anyway. They stink of shit. That's yes, right. They do from where I'm from, in the Transvaal. All they do is moan about who's taken their milk and other boring things. And they say like the whole time. And their voices go up at the end. Yes, that's right.
0: Unlike ours. Yes, mine goes down. And mine stay straight. I've got another email here. Okay, who's it from this time? It is
1: from friend of the show. Sir I am Jappy. Science Fiction Sunday. <laughs> Science Fiction Sunday? I'll be going to carry on reading it out. It was changed into Birmingham. That's <laughs> alright. Can you go from South African into Birmingham? South Africa to Birmingham. Right. Now. It is very easy. A lot of the South African uh, uh, people here go to Birmingham. Birmingham. Did you? so happy it's, uh, it's, it's about Mr Holmes which you talked about a couple of weeks ago it's, it's from Science Fiction Sunday who run a website it's, they show they run a website so happy Merrick reviewed this Mr Holmes talking about now I've known the Nicholas Rogue secret for weeks and I've been trying to think of a way to tell you there was a nice surprising store without spoiling the fact there was a nice surprising store. Oh, just about that.
0: Basically, Mr. Holmes... Oh, no. did, I know. Although I actually noticed from the trailer... Did, but, Nicholas Rogue plays young Sherlock Holmes. He's one of my 5 year And you brought it in to film Fandango, didn't you, when you were just a guest? He's I brought it in.
1: Mr. Ross. Right. And he plays, he plays Mr. Holmes. He in, plays Sherlock Holmes in, in the, the cinema, doesn't he? In, in, the, in the film of Mr. Holmes. The dog's buggered off because he's feeling this annoying. He wouldn't like to live in Birmingham <laughs> would two. He hates it, he's bloody hates Well, there we go. There we that, go. We've lost... All of our free Birmingham listeners. Yeah, thank you, Birmingham. Sorry. I'll um, tell you what I'd like to talk about now.
0: What do you want to talk about?
1: Catching up on films that we have seen. <laughs> that we want. I'm just trying to do jingles. Yeah, 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 that's fine. I'm enjoying it. Catching up on films um, that we, we have, have seen. seen the main up in the cinema. Catching up on films that we
0: have seen on streaming
1: <laughs> services. Uh, meanwhile, from last week's episode, you may want to know... How uh, our own streaming services were thinking of setting up. Uh, David's is called Flickoff. Max is called Turdwire. Wire. Um, have you got any more films on Flickoff? Oh, we've had a fantastic week on Flickoff. What's Flick your Off. latest? I mean, the, the recently
0: added early. draw of Flickoff. What, Flick what Off are they? Is, uh, is well, uh, we've got um, Bonza. What happens in that one? Uh, Bonza is about a uh, an Australian detective with uh, with one leg. Yeah. And uh, he he mostly. Uh, walks around uh one city block solving crimes it's you know it's sort of it's low key it's it's 8 hours long and uh has no sound but it's quite good it's quite good okay um and then uh, and then sharkpedo 2 that's okay. made as well alright what have you got on third wire uh
1: we've got uh
0: a film called stiff richard stiff Richards
1: <laughs> what's that about <coughs> It is about. I mean, it's going to be pretty obvious what it's about.
0: No, it's not. What's it about?
1: It is about a Cliff Richard lookalike. Yeah. Who has got permanent bone and how he, he has to learn to deal with it. A documentary? It's half documentary, half animation. <laughs>
0: okay. But and when they had the lens cap on, yeah?
1: It. hot. It, <laughs> the, yeah,
0: they didn't film it properly, so
1: they only. They didn't. The bottom half of the lens was damaged, so they've had to animate the bottom half of the
0: lens. Because <laughs> the bottom half Which okay. is
1: all done as if it's underwater
0: that's nice that's a nice touch so
1: if you want to watch Diff Richards subscribe to Turnwire.
0: yeah if you want to watch Bonzer then turn on to uh, Flick Off
1: but I've seen some films we talked about that I've now I went to see which has been at the cinema for quite a long time uh, Mad Max Fury Road that you talked about before and you said they'd be interested in me watching it
0: yes what did you think
1: I thought and as regular listeners will know I hate action films
0: you sort of do yeah Um, but this is the best you can get of the action film it's great because they did everything properly. You know yeah, yeah. what um, I've been. Mean, the the thing I wanted to talk to you about when we uh, talked about it before, and I couldn't because you hadn't seen it, was that um, did the how crisp and glossy everything was in this film bother you? Because. Um, I thought so much of this. I know I've read about it. They've done it. They've done it for real. That guy is jumping from a car to a truck. That oh, really—it's all they've done. It all they—if you look at—if you look at the behind-the-scenes footage, it's actually more exciting because it looks like you, you can tell they've actually done it. That thing with the guys on on uh, poles—they actually love, did it. That is that like these pole bolting things. Yeah, yeah, the, incredible. Like pen, like metronomes uh, going yeah. back and forth. Um, they did it all, and they spent six months on the grade to make it look as glossy and uh, as possible. Oh, really? And I think it would be a better film without it. Yeah, yeah. I think if it it just looked slightly dull around the edges like it was a real thing they'd just filmed, it would be even more exciting.
1: I really enjoyed it. I think it's a, to make a film about essentially just driving in one direction.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, it's like the general, yeah. uh, the Buster Keaton film we watched, isn't yeah. it? It's just it's it's one chase basically.
1: I thought, it, 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 I mean, I'm just not into action films. I don't get a kick at them, but I did think everyone it was really good. It, it was a lot of thought gone in, gone into. It. I like the fact he'd used old cast members, yeah, from the original. To be... Toe catters in it as yeah.
0: uh, as uh, what's he called, um, Immortan Joe or whatever. It felt
1: called. really it felt really inventive and it did
0: capture this weird. It still feels cold, even though it's big budget. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're going to make another one. The, the stuff I can do without, and the stuff I thought was not Mad Max, and I sort of a bit sick of it in films, is is the Lord of the Ringsing stuff at the beginning and end, where yeah. you have an enormous CGI uh, place, city, basically, um, that has no practical use whatsoever. It exists purely because they wanted it to exist. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's, No one would actually live here. There's a huge crowd of people beneath uh, this thing waiting for water. And it's just like, where do they go when they're not in this scene in this film? Where It doesn't feel real, whereas the old Mad Max films really did. It felt like these people have survived an apocalypse and have cobbled together a living based upon the stuff they can find. Yeah. You know? Um, and those big CGI uh, spectacle things uh, bore me. They really they really bore me. The rest of it, I absolutely loved. I think it
1: missed the big thing is the charisma of Mel Gibson. I know it's not fashionable to like Mel Gibson, but I think, it uh, uh, because of the stuff
0: he said, I think he's brilliant. I think he's brilliant. There wasn't... Uh, you, Tom Hardy has a real madness he can channel yeah, if you've seen Bronson he really can but he, can. But he doesn't bring it in this film he's just sort of a cowboy
1: but in Mel this Gibson's film. got that more he's got more he's got a bit of vulnerability there's a film when he played a can't remember called he played a special needs person The when, Beaver? Right the, no no it's right at the start of his career an oh. Australian film uh, like a burglar or something I can't remember what it's called Uh, which he was brilliant in I think he's always been you know, even directing stuff Apocalypto I absolutely love Apocalypto I've still not
0: seen Apocalypto
1: Uh, Apocalypto is brilliant brilliant underrated film but this is um, I think it misses it misses that sort of extra charisma uh, of a character and it doesn't really feel that this has any Characters in
0: it to start well, with the 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 leads character is actually uh, Furiosa, isn't it? But Charlie still, Theron. She's not. She's she's just not strong. To, yeah, she's just strong. She doesn't really have a personality you get to know. If she's there was a little
1: bit of good dialogue, but it, yeah, I think yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 it's just too much action. But Max was never about the dialogue, actually.
0: And uh, I think
1: just Gibson, Mel Gibson, brought that. He brought that. Uh, he maybe it's just me, and maybe it's. Uh,
0: the, I have to say the Just choreographer, blasted. the director George Miller and the editor specifically need such praise for this film because it is so fast and action-packed but you never lose track of the geography of what's happening and you never go, oh I didn't quite see that shot, it went by too fast, and I didn't know what was going on. Um, it, it is beautifully shot action sequences on a large scale it's and absolutely feel, it, beautiful it, it feels
1: exciting it's brilliantly done it's it's the best you could do with an action
0: film so if you love this genre you will shit yeah. yourselves but in contrast to carry on talking about films on streaming services I watched just as a bit of a laugh Taken 3 the other day because I've seen the first two this is the franchise of Liam Neeson films where he uh he plays a man with a particular set of skills who will go and kill Russians for you uh, when if you threaten Why are you
1: watching Taken 3 and not things from your IMDb list?
0: Uh, because uh, they're not always available on streaming services I'm already subscribing to. But um, Taken 3 is, is bollocks. It, it is one of those films where this clearly made sense to you on paper. As in, if you drew the um, storyboard out you would go, yeah, that's a really exciting sequence. But then when you shoot it, it all goes by so bloody fast. There's so many shots, and they don't need them. It just means you can barely see anything that's happening in these fight sequences. That's not my life. And it's just too fast, Mary. It's too exciting and fast. Oh, that doesn't... Uh, No, no, Um, Yeah, Yeah, it's, you know, it is not strong at all. Sadly. Are you going to get it
1: on Flick Off?
0: Uh, uh, well, uh, it'll, it'll probably be free on Flick Off. We, can, we, we may as well subscribe to as many of these things. Someone wants to see it, you know. But oh. I don't know. I don't know. I, I want to get something a bit more... Uh, I need to attract we've more people one, to Flick Off.
1: We've got one uh, returned. What's that? It's a guy who brings his library books back. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's, an, uh, there's an amnesty, and a load of guys are allowed to bring their library books back. Yeah. The, Is that the, it? That's the whole story? Well, the library gets too full of books yeah. and the people get trapped in there and they... <laughs> and they they, they, they so leave them book, by the door. There's and so many books and they don't know and they've only got a certain amount of air so they're oh, stuck no. in there. One of those airtight I mean, uh, Where should we go? Uh, what, should we go for Enid Blighton or should we try and uh, go through um, the Ascent of Man?
0: It's interesting, it sounds good, it sounds good.
1: It is quite good. Yeah, yeah. It's 17 hours long. <laughs> it's like seven,
0: the, the Peter Jackson edit. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, but Taken 3 I would not recommend. I um, I caught up with a film we've talked about before that I've wanted to see for ages. It is the one you've all, listeners, you've all uh, been telling us to see, and we, Marek did see it, and we talked about it. It follows. Um, it's brilliant. What do you think? It's brilliant. I mean, the lots of people have copied or uh, that um framing everything in the center uh, your infinity point in your perspective is is sort of dead center thing that kubrick did a lot but as we talked about so have other people done it a lot in the past but this makes such clever use of it of you're just expecting something it's beautifully done.
1: Just when you thought a genre was dead.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's there, there are shocks in that film that I have not seen in any other film.
1: The idea is so simple. Yes. Someone but, constantly walking slowly towards you.
0: But also, also the fact that you don't know what form they're going to be in. Yeah. But, you know, you can see that, that Oh, we don't know if the person who's walking towards us is the thing or just the person. But also, it's just that added just you don't feel safe because when a camera lingers on a doorway in any other film, you're like, is the monster going to appear? With this one, you don't know who's going to appear, which I don't know why, but that just makes it extra scary. But I think the group of friend, the, the actors, they aren't archetype; They're,
1: They feel like a proper group of quirky friends. Yes. They're brilliant, that young cast. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's an excellent film and thank you everyone for recommending it. We got around to seeing it eventually... And it is now on streaming services. I think I watched it on Blinkbox, but um, it's it's bloody good. It's it's. I think it's a modern classic. I mean, I've not seen one like that that I think everyone should go and see since uh, Drag Me to Hell. Um, yeah, I think mean, it is one. The, it's, I didn't want to like it. It's really really good. Um,
1: uh, is that is that it?
0: Oh, have you seen anything else?
1: No, I'm going to go to see. I should have seen it, but I haven't. Terminator Genisys
0: Genisys why do you want to go and see Terminator Genisys
1: because one of my favourite ever experiences was when Terminator 2 came out I must have been when was it 92 I'm trying to remember going to Lake Cinema on the Isle of Wight in the summer with my friend John Bradley getting some popcorn I think it was one other person in the cinema maybe not and we sat there right in the middle and we watched Terminator 2 and it was absolutely brilliant. The car—it was an incredible so film,
0: incredible, incredible uh, two film set. Actually, the first one and the second one. Yeah. Phenomenal from James Cameron. Absolutely brilliant. 91, Judgment Day. So it must have been just, yeah, I was 15. I'll be interested to see if it's any good. I've not heard good things. I have heard it's sort of the spiritual third movie because the third one was so mediocre and lacking in imagination Then the reboot attempt with um, Salvation was just...
1: Trouted. I gave up watching it. I just, oh, just, but so uh, you know,
0: Christian Bale—you can see in his face—he knows it's shit. Mm. Um, and it's got Sam Worthington as the other one, who is just sort of dull. Terminator
1: uh, Two is forty-one on the top um, uh, two hundred films. Of all time, wow. Just below Whiplash, which is I do like. <laughs> I love Whiplash.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to see Genesis. I don't think it's going to be good. But I, I'd, I'd love to be told otherwise. Um, I just found my IMDb score is um, 35. That is bloody high. City
1: Lights, number 35.
0: Yeah, I I need to watch 12 Angry Men and mine will go up considerably higher. Um, Yeah. Well, that's it. That's it. Um, If you have any recommendations from other film services, uh, anything you happen to watch, Netflix, Amazon Prime, YouTube, whatever it is, then let us know and we can pass on your recommendations to people. It is the most fun in this podcast is when we find obscure films that the advertisers aren't telling us all about and we can pass them on and share them with people. So please do that. You can email us, dearfilmfandango at gmail.com. You can talk to one another on Facebook, forward slash filmfandango. You can tweet us at filmfandango at Mr. David Reed and at Merrick Larwood. And we do all of this for free. So if you would like to help us continue doing the podcast, then please go to filmfandango.co.uk and follow the links from there. And thank you to everyone who's donated so far. You are great people. Hey,
1: remember everyone, keep Keep watching watching the the films.